your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. He's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. This is the uh, 70th episode of we've done of these, Chris. Uh, We're getting old. We are getting up there for sure. How are we doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh yeah, I mean, just the, it, it's a busy, I, I say this often, but th- this is a, a lot of things happen at the same time right now. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, to, you know, as we just kind of bullet point it real, real quick, you know, tech football has made a, a higher yep. um, basketball is really, I mean, there's six regular season games left, folks. I mean, you got three weeks left of the regular season and That's bubble nuts. talk. Yeah, bubble talk is now like you know, it's, it's going to live and die with each result and, and all those yep. things for the teams that are in that and, and, and all that. Um, and, and obviously coach Tadlock's team gets going. Um, the NFL, uh, combine is, is upcoming. And we had some folks announced for that, uh, bad boy recently from the red Raider camp, Tyler Owens and, uh, Dadrian Taylor Demerson and miles Cole. And I think, uh, Austin McNamara going to get to be a part of that uh at the specialist combine too so anyways it's like uh it's like this vortex of like all the all the sports which i'm i'm here for it man vortex of sports sounds like a fun place to be for sure yeah so, it's yeah. like a sports fountain and we're all drinking from it right okay. <laughs> that'll work too yeah <laughs> yeah uh it is and, and where I, I was this weekend i can just tell you where i was this past weekend i know you were in uh in arlington you were indoors uh-huh. i was indoors most of the time in ames but man screw that place uh i i uh i I wake up and like i I just search for the degrees like i don't know what a degree looks like not a not a diploma type degree Uh, oh yeah you know i just i i want to stash them in my pocket and like when i get to Ames, i can like use them and like let them free up there because uh it was all of eight degrees uh when i woke up on game day over the weekend uh uh, and it in my phone says feels like minus two I'm like, no, it feels like, you know, <laughs> I, I, it makes me want to say bad things. But I just, I don't know how people up there do it, man. It's just like, I don't know how it's ridiculous uh, is what it is. And and you know what? And feel free, Iowans, to tell me that I am not tough. I concur, okay? I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I don't like it. I would invite you to come down and enjoy some 100-degree temps for, you know, 60 to 90 days on end and see how you hold up. Cause I'm going to handle it like a champ, but I'm just saying like your, your, your little zero degree type temps, man. I, I just, I've had it. I mean, and I, if there's a store where I can buy degrees and then take them with me to Ames when we go up there in, uh, in early November, I, I will do such things, but, uh, I need to, you know, you need to turn me on to sorry for the rant Woodman. Oh man. I'm loving it. I, I actually, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, man, you were indoors most of the time and you get that road trip this year again to, uh, to stand oh, on the sidelines so oh, yeah. yeah so i'm gonna start praying for you right now that we get you know uh <laughs> like a 50 a 50 degree game there just uh, in early november that's what we're that's what we're hoping for uh, all right i doubt it's gonna happen um 
so yeah, a, a road trip to Iowa. I think it went as a lot of people thought it would. Um, this was maybe when you when you take a look back after the season, this might end up being your second toughest game on the schedule altogether uh, outside of the the road trip Houston. to Houston. I mean, this is I I mean the Hilton Magic, all the cliches that go with it, but this is a really good basketball team in Iowa State. And you just dug a hole too much. Obviously, playing without Warren Washington hurts big time. Um, one characteristic we've seen of this basketball team is it doesn't go away. And you you ended up with an eight-point margin at the end of the game, but just too much to overcome from what did it, what was the max it got to, 21 points, 22? Yeah, you, you were uh... – yeah, largest uh yeah, largest lead was twenty one with like eleven to go in the in the yeah. second half. And you, you were on the verge of getting run out of there. Yeah. Which you did last year, um, eighty four mm-hmm. to fifty. And um, yeah. you know, Hilton Magic hadn't really been prevalent for the Red Raiders up there in, in a you know many years, uh, because you had you won a Big Twelve championship in nineteen up there. The yeah. next year you go up there and you win by thirty in the COVID year by thirty. The next year, you you go back and you win by twenty seven, um, and 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 then and then the year after that, which was two years ago, you go up there with six players, KJ Allen playing like twenty five minutes, and you lose by four, you yeah. know. And and last year was the you you just got boat raced, and and it was kind of a rock bottom moment for your team. But it's it's been sure. funny because I do have a healthy respect for that building and 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 all that but you've just been on a you know now granted steve prone it, it kind of bottomed out and then yeah. tj altsberger had kind of taken it over so you kind of hit it you know and, and you're in your little sweet spot there with with some of those results uh, at the tail end of one head coach and then the 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 beginning of another um and and you don't you know last year you, you lost by 30 up there or 34 and then you came back like a couple of weeks later and beat them in overtime go figure uh, yeah. You're not going to get a. You're not going to get another chance to beat these guys at least in the regular season, and I'd be okay if you don't see them anymore. You know, like uh, after being at Houston and at, it's just funny because you felt like you caught a break by no Kansas, uh, and or or trips to Kansas State or, I don't know, it's the way some of the scheduling worked out. It it turns out you you had to play at the two best teams in the conference, uh, yeah. in Houston and Iowa State. So. Uh, they have the best home records. They are the two teams that are going to fight it out early this week for uh, first place in the league with not many games left. And, you know, you don't get return trips from either. So I get a chance to to redeem yourself. So, you know, you just never know how these things are going to work. And at this point right now, I'd kind of like a, a shot to go up to Manhattan, Kansas and play a game if to trade. Can we trade like, you know, <laughs> that's like a thing. Yeah. Uh you know, like the trade deadline, it's like you have like a scheduling trade deadline. Hey man, we got two trips to uh to Kansas over the next couple of years. We'll give you a home game versus Tennessee. Uh what you know, I mean, just kind of like swap in with the schedule. I like that idea. That, that's yeah. kind of a yeah, yeah, a novel idea. <laughs> so well, if you could do that, I'm I'm going way off the rails here. If you could do that for the football schedule next year. Oh yeah. If you got to trade any single game, you but you have to keep it home and home or away if it is home or away. If you could trade out any game like for to, so, so flip it? So no, no, you gotta keep it like if it's a home game, it's gotta stay a home game. If it's a away game. So it say like you're trying to trade out any game on the schedule for a team you don't play in the Big Twelve this year. 
Who who would you trade out? Do you have an idea in mind? So, so in uh, other words, what you're saying is, is if um, so, like I would get rid of the. No, I wouldn't get rid of Oklahoma State. Um, the Arizona game. Oh, the Iowa State game. That's the one I would say. Like get oh, rid of okay. get rid of that and give me a road trip to. I'd I'd like to go to BYU again. Yeah, I think I'd take for that for a variety of reasons. One, I didn't get a maple bar thingy, uh, a cougar tail. I we didn't. had one for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, I mean, all I heard during the broadcast was like, "I mean, holy, sure, good." I mean, it's like I just. And they you had know, the bacon on them that day. It was so good. Y'all got special ones. I never even yeah. got one. Period. Um, yeah. it, it it makes me. It gives me the sads. Um, <laughs> the but it, but but I, I would love to go up there and and uh, and pop those guys. Uh, yeah, because I think you were better than them when healthy last year. You just uh, you know you would hopefully go up there without an eighteen year old trying to start his first game. So yeah. Anyway, and the weather was was decent. It cooperated. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So and, and can... I like. I got to tell you. Too selfishly, I liked watching Cosmo perform and all the all that the individuals cool. that, that 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 you know the fire twirling and the he had the, we did the Michael Jackson routine. Um, we we it was you know we we we've all got all, he's all, many characters playing Cosmo. I think yeah. Um, other, otherwise, that is the most talented like under the radar superhero type person I've ever seen. <laughs> superhero type person yeah i mean it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah i got you i got you so if you could trade out any game what, what i, would I, I wouldn't go to was? arizona that's where i, I okay. would say i think i think they may be the best team on paper um and it's early enough to where if you were to go to somewhere different you i think you could potentially keep all the home game momentum going early because really that's your first yeah you know um, you're gonna have to go to Washington State, but you know, anyway, that that's it's an interesting question, actually. It's kind of a fun way to look at it, I guess. You brought it up, yeah, that's yeah. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, back to the, the basketball, you've got, um, uh, you have any more thoughts on Iowa State before we move on and look ahead towards this week? Well, they they played about, um, you, you know, I guess the way you phrase it is, is they they played, you know. 30 minutes of mm-hmm. bad-ish basketball, like like not winning, especially at the level that you need to play at there. And then I think the last, you know, five to 10 minutes, I thought this was the team that we had seen uh, most nights. I, I It's funny because I said something to Grant uh, after the game when I was doing the interview, and I, I, I said it, it, it's an impossible task uh, in my spot sometimes because you, you ask something that could be construed as negative, it, it's not a good look. You, you ask something when a coach is really frustrated that's potentially too positive, it's like it can be frustrating, which mm-hmm. was the case here. Um, I'm like, coach, you know, this is a very good team, tough place to play, but to your credit, you know, to your kids' credit, they never gave up. You know, that this one was really close at the end. And he, he hit me with he wasn't angry or anything, but he just hit me with, Well, Chris, as you know, we didn't come here to play it close. I'm like, Yes, sir, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm like, damn. I mean, you know, it's just like um, but I mean, and, and agreed. They they don't that they're not uh they're not into that. They're not worried about, you know, oh man, it 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 you know, we, we almost covered the point spread or whatever. You know, they they just sure the 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 stat that you could just put it in sharpie highlight it uh put it on the board um you know really the end 
points off of turnovers in this game was 28 to nothing. Yep. And and, and much of that was in the first half. It's crazy. Um, because it wasn't because you you only turn it over uh okay you turn it over 16 times which is way way higher than 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 normal uh because you're averaging 11 or 12 a game so it's not that much higher but it's what they do with them yeah. you know this isn't uh Iowa State's not an elite three-point shooting team uh they, they just are aggressive uh they want to speed you up uh they've got guys that anticipate and get into gaps it's a really good basketball team now having said that i, I bet uh, i bet houston pops them right in the mouth uh and gives them some payback i uh, can't wait to watch that uh, encounter early this week uh, not sure when people will be listening to that but we'll see yeah. is is a battle for first place but uh the, the iowa state's a really good team tj otzelberger has his team with an identity and and they, they've playing to that identity and all those things so uh no no shame in going up there and losing especially without your big fella but to to your your Robert Jennings and Kyron Lindsay's credit. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. They totaled more than what Warren would have given you uh, had he played a phenomenal game. So, and that's why this game was close. 19, nine, and two blocks is what Robert Jennings and Kyron Lindsay gave you combined. I think that's pretty impressive for asking that duo to carry all the post minutes in Waco and in Iowa State. And to their credit, those games have been close I know, Coach. We didn't come here to play it close, but um, you, you didn't you didn't get run out of there. And it's a, really a credit to those two kids for not just getting, you know, destroyed inside and holding their own. So th- that will potentially pay dividends uh, in in the coming weeks if Warren were to get into foul trouble or whatever. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, that's, I thought that's my thoughts. There. I thought the numbers on this game were fascinating, and you pointed out a lot of those. But the fact that you get that kind of production out of those two guys tells you the story of how this game was so close, but it's also still amazing that it was that close when you were 28 to nothing in, in points off turnovers. That's unreal never, that it's even inside of 10 points with that. Never seen anything like that. Well, That's, because you make 18 free throws, you made eight threes. Yeah. You just didn't make enough threes early, you know, and that, that Iowa state never got uncomfortable. They kind of kept you at arm's length. Most of the game, you kind of made it interesting very, you know, down the stretch. And uh, Darren George didn't like uh, Grant McCaslin, uh, you know, uh, rightfully uh, calling out uh, a a non-call on one end and then your guy getting destroyed on the other. Um, So that that technical kind of factors into it a little bit too as you were trying to make a comeback. But uh, anyways, it it was a good environment. Uh, You don't have to go back up there anymore. Uh, everybody else can deal with Iowa State now. And now you you have three. That was your really last toughest road game on paper. Agreed. Now yeah. you go you go to three places remaining. I mean, you, you theoretically could go 6-0 and to finish this thing up. I, do I think that will happen? No. But, I mean, it, it's not out of the realm that you're, you can go win in Orlando or Stillwater or Morgantown. Again, yeah. not going to be easy to get any of those. But those three teams really on paper have the three lowest net rankings, uh, the three lowest conference records, I mean, all that stuff. But you may also be getting their best shot because it's like they're scratching and clawing and have to hold sure. They don't have a, yeah. a you know choice. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think let's, let's go there next. Uh, looking ahead as a whole on the schedule, um, Andrew asked, can we get to 12 and 6 in conference play? And then the other part is, what is a fair expectation over these next six games? 
Well, you know, you, you, earlier this week, you've got TCU coming in here, and like it, it's sitting there, we're talking about going, you could go six and oh. I mean, TCU could come in here and beat you. That's true. Uh, yeah. It's a bad matchup for you. TCU is bigger than you pretty much at every position uh, across the board. If somebody like Micah PV were to to get hot, it's just uh, yeah. it, it it creates a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, you need a you need a big time crowd, uh, and you need a result here uh, to have a chance to really I think push through because you're you're not out. Uh, you know I think most people are going to suggest, and probably rightfully so at this point. But think about it in these terms. You, you're not you're not if, if you with a with a six and oh five and one maybe a four and two finish uh in your last six you could easily get a, a first round buy in the in the conference tournament yeah to where you don't show up and you don't play have to play until thursday uh because you know you think iowa state and kansas uh, excuse me iowa state and houston are going to get those uh, first two and then i think baylor and kansas are right there but so is texas tech you're just going to have to finish it up uh strong because uh, only four teams get a bye. But TCU, they're, they're the third oldest team in the country. Mm-hmm. They have the best road record of anybody in the Big 12. They've won three road conference games. Uh, they've you know, they've won two uh, road games otherwise in the non-conference. I think they're 5-3 and three on the road. And it's just a tough matchup. Um, so um, it's going to be very difficult. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, and, and you just don't know where some of these teams' heads are at. Does Central Florida, by the time you get there this weekend, do they just go, dude, we, we, we're – we're ready for the beach, man. You know, where's the, where's the, where's the line for space mountain point me yeah. in that direction, man. I, we, we tried uh, the win over Kansas, like what feels like to them probably six months ago was great, but True. it's just too hard. You know, Cincinnati uh, rolled in there over the weekend, I think in one, yep. um, you know, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, what you, in, in like West Virginia, Josh, like, here's the thing. Those last two road games, those are going to be against two teams. Their coaches are essentially, I say that, potentially, essentially something like out the door, a lot of hot seat. Uh, one of them is an interim. You're just not real sure. Yeah. That may mean you get those teams' best scratch and claw efforts True. ever, or you may get teams that are like, man. Checked out. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know. And that's uh, that's worth mentioning because it's uh, it makes it a bit scary for you, you know. So, if you're putting a number on it, what do you think is a fair expectation? Is yeah, okay. the final six, four and two. That's kind of what I, was I, th- I think you can win. You, you know, my my guess is you win either all home games and one road, or you you win a couple of home games and then because I mean, think about it, Woodman. Yeah, like TCU, Texas, and Baylor. Okay, yeah, Texas is kind of faltering here, but TCU and Baylor are are a, a problem. Yeah. You know, especially you know, and and like we we want to assume that Warren will will be back here pretty quick. I think that's the assumption. That's that's the what I'm operating under. But any less than, and it, it alters the the scenario here. Sure does. So, yeah. um, but like I think right now you are. I think most bracket projections have you like in the five, six, seven seed range, which is pretty. It's shocking to me that I, I think there was some thought that you weren't even going to make the tournament and that you just hope to be competitive this year. And here you may be like a, a five, six or seven seed uh, dealing with all the injuries that you've dealt with at a first year head coach. It's really a credit to, to what Grant's been able to do. Yeah. And if, if this team is able to finish inside the top three of this league, you got to think your seed could be as high as a three or four seed. 
the the third seed or the third best team in the best conference in the league, it wouldn't be out of the question to get a three or four seed. And that's going to require a uh, a five and one finish. Uh, I would think or so. Better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you you have to you you have to go twelve and six in the league. Uh, to be able to 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 have a chance at that, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, pretty pretty fascinating stuff. Like I it saw is. the I saw the the Big Twelve tournament projected bracket if the season were to end today. And I love all the things that the Big Twelve is doing now. They're yeah. pushing a lot more content out, trying to generate more Absolutely. interest. Absolutely. But, um, but I, it was if the season were to end today, you would be playing at eight thirty on Wednesday night. You would you would be the sixth seed, mm-hmm. and you would play the winner of I think Kansas State and West Virginia, who would play the day before, because this tournament, this conference tournament, is going to start on a Tuesday. Now, you got two games on a Tuesday. That's crazy. Yeah, and then it, and next year, I think it, uh, I think it's, it's even crazy. bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, it's uh, yeah, set up shop and in the sprint center all week and uh, enjoy about every flavor of nachos you can uh, for a week straight and watch some hoops. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you kind of answered this question. This is from old, let's see, old Texas tech fan on YouTube, but uh, Warren Washington, do we have an update on him? Well, you know, I, I think thankfully it, it was not, a break or a tear, no, no season ending. You know, I think Grant, you know, indicated before the Iowa state game, look, he's trending to be able to potentially play. They announced about an hour before the game. Okay. He's not going to play. I think they're thinking big picture there. Like, let's not, let's not put him in harm's way. Let's get him right. Give it some rest. He was wearing a boot, all those things. And which is precautionary, but I think it's like a, it's like a sprained big toe uh, type scenario is what I gather. Um, Met uh, met Warren's dad recently. Super super nice guy. Uh, I think Warren has been as advertised with what you you know sure. not not any savior, but just played his role, played it extremely well. Been very consistent, uh, blocking shots and altering shots, rebounding and scoring and being a lob threat and and, and all the things that uh, that he offers up. And so yeah, you desperately need him back, but. Uh, yeah, you, you should get him back very, very soon. Um, and, uh, and, and I, you, you died, like I said, you dodged a major bullet there. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quick. I, pro- I, I had it flashed before my eyes whenever I <laughs> saw what he was saying and I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, why can't we have nice things? But. <laughs> so a uh, quick preview of, of what you've got ahead this week. You already talked about the TCU matchup a little bit. This may be the biggest swing game for Texas tech, the whole year in terms of how you're you're going to finish the season um and then you've got a road trip to to orlando where level's going to be uh sunbathing quite a bit yeah well i mean we'll barely be there i, I can tell you this i'll be doing uh i'll be doing something that i wasn't doing in ames which is maybe standing outside uh, so <laughs> yeah. yeah like uh, you talk about opposite ends of the spectrum here no kidding um yeah but uh yeah and and i'm, I'm kind of curious to see the the campus at uh, sure. Central Florida. Um, I've heard, I've heard interesting things. I know it's a massive, you know, undergrad enrollment and mm-hmm. all those things. And it's been interesting to see some of the new places. Uh, I guess Cincinnati is going to end up being the only one that I haven't seen of the of the new additions. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess after this cycle of football and, and basketball for me, I, I won't have been on on Cincinnati's campus. But uh, yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. And it's a it is a winnable game. You know, I mean, and and they've won plenty of of home games too, 
So it's not like you go into any of these road games going, yeah, we got to chalk that up. I mean, I don't care who it is. So you just have to be careful. If you don't play your best, you're going to get hit in the mouth. And uh, and Central Florida, as we saw when they were in Lubbock a week or so ago, that's all they are is just physicality and punch you in the mouth. And they just try to muddy it up and get a ball up on the rim and go get it and then defend like crazy and just make you, you know, yeah work and grind for everything you get and luckily in, in Lubbock you were able to do that but you couldn't it wasn't easy for you that's for sure yeah I, I think this week you probably have two of the toughest two of the three toughest games remaining on your schedule I, I think this is probably your your toughest road trip you have left yeah well, Baylor I mean West Virginia is always tough but it is and, and I, so is Stillwater for that matter but as I far as a team going paper. yeah, yeah t- team's tougher than those two and then TCU like you said, just matchup based. That's a it's a really difficult one for for TCU's a TCU's a team that's going to cause some problems in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, just because I think at times this year they've gotten bored. Um, I think that they're again third oldest team in the country based on game started, age, all the stuff. I think they've like their starters or or their their group have scored like over eight thousand points in college. Yeah, uh, I mean you know it's it's wild how much. So it's going to be. I mean, after the season ends, whenever it does for TCU, Jamie Dixon's going to be like, okay, boys, time to go get us a new team because they're almost all leaving sure. uh, of their 10-man rotation. But, uh, but yeah, right now, man, it's uh, it, it's a problem. But that's who's you've got staring you in the face. Uh, okay, so switching. We're running out of time a little bit, so I want to talk a little football because you mentioned earlier Clay McGuire uh, comes back to Texas Tech for his third stint, I believe, uh, with the Red Raiders, and uh, this is a to uh, to take over the offensive line coaching position. Uh, one question we did have, or it's kind of a statement question, says level. It seems like we've kind of treaded water at the offense on the offensive line for almost the last ten years. Is this a coaching hire that can help us develop players? Well, you know, Clay's got a lot of years in this business um, at, at this position. He's done it at USC, at Texas State, uh, Washington State, multiple stints, and then Texas Tech in a variety of roles. Um, he was college roommates with uh, the guy whose name is on the field now, and Cody Campbell, who's a regent, and donated a bunch of money. So uh, he certainly has uh, relationships here that matter. Um, and, and he's, he's one of you kind of thing, just like Hamby was, sure. um, but, but you're right. That has been a, that's been a problem position for the last decade. And there's been not much, you know, it's either, it's either been, you've had good players that have come through here. I mean, you just think about like, you've got some guys that are in the NFL, like the Raven Clarks, the Jack Andersons, the, I'm trying to think of, of who else has, has been in the last like decade ish, uh, of guys that, uh, Terrence Steele, uh, you know, I mean, you know, so it's not like you haven't had just talent, but sustaining it, um, developing it, uh, recruiting, uh, you know, more of a hit rate on the recruiting process. And then I think what we're seeing right now is that what's gotten you in the last couple of three years is that the portal is trickiest with this position group more so than, than most. Yeah. And I think that's what is fascinating is that, you know, like Monroe Mills leaving, uh, Jacoby Jackson leaving. So you've got a couple of pieces that you're like, okay, they're not like all world, but they're serviceable and then they leave. And so we got to go find them, you know, replacement uh, for them. And so 
that part is is you know but i love your your younger classes you just have got to have time for them to grow up and then hold on to them and again maybe we're asking for too much here but um everybody around the country is like man we're gonna be just fine if we can be good up front and you know and you're you're uh you're you're in the same boat so yeah yeah definitely seems that way it's always it starts in the trenches and that's where I think the biggest question marks are for most teams coming into any any given season but uh this is it's obvious uh higher on on paper that uh looks really good and I, I think a lot of people like that but we'll uh we'll see what happens when football season rolls around um yeah, he's gonna be drinking from a fire hose though uh you yeah. know and that that I don't know what effect like you having a new offensive line coach in mid to late February is going to have because he's got to learn everything from personnel positioning within that personnel scheme. What is Zach wanting to do? Uh, you know, play calling schematics, tempo. I mean, it's just it's a lot. Uh, yeah. It is a lot. And, you know, these days and hours that have, you know, th these are important. So, Clay, uh, you know, when I uh texted him uh you know last week i'm like man you need you need to be here yesterday uh you know so he just kind of sent back a smiling face or whatever but uh yeah so um and and i i wouldn't be surprised just in a in a weird dynamic uh we'll see what where steven hamby ends up but uh i'm not going to be surprised if he ends up replacing clay mcguire uh at, at washington there. state Hey, weird, there's, some, there's some mutual relationships there. Uh, yeah. And then uh, also not going to be surprised, you know, he's very tight with Eric Morris. Uh, if he ends up doing something for Texas, uh, North Texas too. So yeah. we'll just kind of see what, what happens, uh, what happens to Hamby, another guy that I think a lot of, and that was one of us and was snapping at the <clears throat> Graham Harrell back in the day, man. And yeah. uh, was part of one of the best offensive line in your program's history, you know? So. Yeah. Um, this, <clears throat> It's uh, the offensive line is going to be, I think, a, a main focal point for most fans going in uh, to the 2024 season. Speaking of, when do you have the exact date uh, when spring football starts? Or do you remember off the top of your head? It's it's right around the corner, isn't it? it it's, uh, I believe, Woodman, it's after uh, it's after spring break. Uh, so okay. you've got a ways. Okay, uh, so which still the, over a month. And I'm glad now that you have that. I think that's probably a, a good thing that if if anything, it gives Clay more time sure. to adjust before those practices start. Uh, you know, is instead of it just starting next week, you know, or something, it give him more time to acclimate because they don't finish up until April the twentieth. Yeah. I mean it's like uh it's like two uh it's like two saturdays after the 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 final four i think is when you know spring yeah. football ends up so they they pushed it about i mean fairly close to the end of the semester which i kind of like it that way it's it means it means less gap it's less gap uh you know in the summer they also will tell you the one downside is if somebody were to get dinged up you know in spring it's less time for them to get healed up if something were bad were to happen but you know you know half a dozen one half a dozen the other uh, there was one baseball question. In yeah, the you saw that email. Uh, yeah, over the weekend. Uh, what were they like? Uh, one in five entering Globe Life in, yeah. in the previous six games, and then you you come out two and one over the weekend with more to go this week. Yeah, I, I think the uh, 
and the Big 12 had a really rough start to this to the weekend, and then uh, Tech won to turn that around against Nebraska, and then ended up being a a pretty good weekend overall. Um, the question was just to, do you have any takeaways from the weekend? Pretty generic, but it was just just a. Uh, I think you don't want to overreact to anything in the sport of baseball, especially because it's such a long season. But I think it went almost exactly how I would have guessed. You played the the number nine team in the country in Tennessee the opening day, and that is a uh, uh, a tough task, especially with the pitcher they rolled out there in game one. If you would have had played them on in game two or three, I think the chances would have been better. But um, you, you go two and one. Oregon is a fringe top twenty-five team, so that was a good win on Sunday. Uh, I think this team is still going to be really talented, and you see some young talent. So, I, I everything. And where I take, is uh, is it Max Huffman? Huffling, Huffling, yeah, Huffling. So, sorry, yeah, my bad. No, you're my good. Bad. You're good. Um, six foot nine, huh? <laughs> uh, where where they've been hiding this cat? Uh, Abilene Christian is where they hit him. Sheesh. You took him away from eight. He uh, uh, beat up on Texas Tech for ACU the last two years, and then now, well, last year it was like he threw five no hit inning or no shutout no hit right. Yeah, yeah. In that and, delayed uh, game, yeah, it just had him stashed away there and uh, had a good finish to the game against Oregon. So yeah, just three games in, but a lot of baseball still to be played. Depending on when you're listening to this, uh, Tech plays two more games in Arlington this week, uh, Tuesday and, and Wednesday against UTA and. And uh, Oregon State, who is a highly ranked team, so you need to get another good test on Wednesday, and then three at home for the weekend. So that was the. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's and this is why here. this is partly why, like, I'm glad spring football kind of has a delayed start, so you can kind of process all of this stuff <laughs> oh, going man. on right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It. It. Anyway. It's. Uh. But yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to get too into like February baseball. Oh yeah. This is probably how I guess some people feel like. Whenever college basketball gets going in November, you're like, dude, football sure. is just heating up. Like these <laughs> games, you know. Yeah. You start and, to and, ease in. Yeah, you ease in, and so that's kind of where we are here. But much like, uh, much like the college basketball season, you get so many heavyweight type matchups early. And it kind of gets just lost yeah. in the in the shuffle a bit. And, and this the, this deal at, at Globe Life, it wasn't even what was it on Flow Sports? I know that's the worst like, thing. What, what what are we doing, man? Like, I, I, you know, with the new the new ESPN contract that they signed a month ago or so that that has some of the third tier type of stuff. I'm hoping that you do away with this Flow Sports stuff and more of this these type of early college baseball matchups end up on ESPN plus. Well, and the problem is, is that this is, these aren't anybody's home games. This right. is an MTE. Yep. So some, somebody really smart and like that runs all those college basketball tournaments and yeah. God all over the place. They need to like, exactly. They need to kind of, you know, work together and kind of create a bit of a cottage industry and some, some, uh, you know, because Flow Sports has had those basketball games at times for, Oh yeah. For tech when down you go to the Bahamas, Bahamas and, and, yeah. and, and, and People have to pay thirty bucks for a weekend just to watch yeah. some some hoops. So yeah, it's yeah. it's frustrating at times. But hey, compared to what it used to be, I remember in two thousand two trying. I mean, they didn't even have the Texas Tech Texas A and M game on television. <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to it, trying to find a good radio signal just to take in Wes Welker running that punt back for a touchdown. So times have changed a little bit. Yes, they have level. 
appreciate your time as usual. We'll uh, we'll do this again next week uh, after your sunny trip to to Orlando. Yeah, and uh, maybe uh, maybe the temperature will be about uh, the 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 number of podcasts we will have done. Uh, what is it, seventy one next week? Seventy one next week. Yeah, That's see, right. there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> some synergy there. There you go. Um, yeah, I like it. Hey, wouldn't appreciate the time. Keep hope alive, everybody. Hope to see everybody at the arena on uh, on Tuesday night or, or or a week from Tuesday night when Texas makes their very last trip to Lubbock, Texas. Uh, so that is, uh, that is approaching rapidly. So yes. anyways, but, uh, appreciate everybody for watching this and being a part of this. Thank you to Cantex roofing and, uh, appreciate you Woodman. We'll talk to you next time. Absolutely. That's Chris level. I'm choice Woodman. It's been the ask level podcast here on double T 97.3. You've been listening to the ask level podcast powered by double T 97.3.